Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow episode, we've got broing out on the Wave Rider, Stein confessing to his time aberration, and we got a little uh, Rip Hunter showing up in the past as a movie director. Or is that Lex Michael? I'm not sure. We'll figure out next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. seen Dave Child more proud of a music hall right now than this old Chicago song. Hey everybody, welcome to the Legends of Tomorrow After Show here on After Buzz TV. We're breaking down Season 2, Episode 8, the winter finale of Legends of Tomorrow, The Chicago Way. I'm one of your host, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. I'm Dave Child. You can find me at Mr. Dave Child or DaveChild.com. The secret behind this song is I googled Chicago song time. <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> and I'm Alex Michael. You can find me at Alex Michael. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> just kidding. I tricked you. I am Tari J. Miller. Uh, you can find me at Tari J. Oh, yeah. What a sneak. <laughs> <laughs> what a sneak. I swear, Lex Michael came in here and then he just shifted and became yeah. this. Yep. Uh, I used my little pigeon gadget. <laughs> Damn good gadget. <laughs> job. Well, I can't think of anything cool and clever, so I'm just uh, Lelacretia Lion. You can find me <laughs> at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. I'm sorry, did the Chicago song like chill you out too much? Yeah, I was that like, was? yeah, this is just it's some like, bitchin' tunes. Yeah. Those sweet jams. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Well. Mm. Uh, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Clearly, yes. we don't have enough of those because Lex Michael, I mean, he's not here tonight. So, right. uh, infirm due to the lack of five star reviews on he, iTunes. That, it feeds him. It's the yes. only thing that keeps him alive. That's right. <laughs> uh, but you can join. He's actually live tweeting. So, you know, hop on, uh, right. follow Lex Michael on Twitter and join him as he live tweets uh, the episode of Legends of Tomorrow. Which begs the question of why isn't he here? He's Prometheus, is why he's not here. Oh, it's true. Oh, I knew it. That's right. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. And, of course, Lucretia's got her computer out there. She's got the chat up and running. So feel free to hop in, share your thoughts about this episode or the series in general. And we'll dive right into the winter finale of Legends of Tomorrow. Winter finale. Ooh, winter finale. Ooh, time to bundle up. <laughs> Ooh, watch this uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I, I really love this episode. I thought it was really fun. And we had a lot of, like, had a lot of gangster stuff. We had a lot of romping around. It was it was great. I was a big fan. What do you guys, what are your general thoughts? Oh, you know, Malcolm joined the show finally, so uh-huh. I'm super happy about that. And then all the broing out, like, especially when they were mocking Sarah, Lots like children. Lots of broing out. <laughs> oh, they're, they're my new favorite couple. Yeah, they're cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, they're, the relationships in this sh- in this episode, but in, in general in the show, because uh-huh. I don't get to talk about the show very much, um, <laughs> are really fun and appealing. Like, I feel like there's a certain amount of just energy that uh, you don't get with the other shows, and especially in this episode where you get all these different pairings and everyone yeah. has their established, uh, I guess, l- love... Connection. I, I kind of like that there's this season they're stepping away from all the love connections. I feel like there's no real shipping going on. There's Except just, maybe a little between Vixen and, and Rory. Yeah, but just but, or, very, yeah. very slow. They're not trying to force it. It's just kind of like just kind of. I don't and I even, like it. Yeah. I guess, but I don't even know if it's there because I get the sense that it is just a friendship thing. It could be very well. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, which, maybe. I'm, which I'm totally cool with that. If it just lays, if it's word is that right now, and it continued like that for the rest of the season, I would not mind. Yeah, right. It almost feels like his relation, his being uh, mixed relationship with uh, Ray in the first season, where they were kind of like coming to a mutual understanding of one another and meeting in the middle in terms of their morals. Right. It does also seem a lot like the Sarah and uh, Snart relationship from the first season. Yeah. Which is kind of which turned out to be kind of a ship. But I didn't. I didn't anticipate it was that, and it kind of 
sold it more because they were friends. My only quibble on this is that there's Here been talk. Here it is. Yes, yeah. guys. Here it is. I was we like, oh, was gonna I can't <laughs> wait till Frank comes in and poop poos <laughs> all over it. Yeah, the over-under at about two minutes, 13 seconds. What a poo-poo. Yeah. What a poo-poo. We've been hearing uh, during the Hashtag summer. Hashtag, Frank's a poo-poo. <laughs> Watch at the end of the episode, guys. You might hear some of that coming back. I my own hashtag. <laughs> but during the summer and even during the early part of the season, we always talked about, hey, the Legion of Doom's going to assemble. We're going to get uh, right. Snart as well as Merlin added to the mix. And I was hoping for the, the mid-season finale, they were talking about, like, hey, there's, those two guys are coming back in that episode. Very disappointed that Snart was just basically some kind of figment of Rory's imagination or just right. something, but not really fully back in and integrated as a living, breathing member of the Legion of Doom. So that was my quibble yeah. about this episode. Yeah, yeah mm. I kind of guess that was going to be your quibble. Because it, it was a little bit bothersome, and I hope it's not its not the last time we're going to see him, right? I hope we get to see him kind of in the flesh. Or maybe there's a reason he's in his head. I don't, you know, maybe yeah. there's some sort of, it's going to come back and there's some sort of seed they put in Rory to, to sprout into Snark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> some sort of some sort of snurt seed that I'll be like nah. oh, oh I broke out of the prison that was your body this season of prison this season a prison break you or the prison and I <laughs> came out of it <laughs> 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 so good because at the end of the episode when we get to see uh, Merlin on and uh, uh, dark hanging out kind of looking at uh, the time compass finding out about right. the spirit of destiny I was uh, jazzed about that it makes me excited to see a whole Legion of Doom centric episode and so it's like ah, that's why I want Snart already in the mix because I want to see an episode from their point of view because I, I think their right. dynamic would be really interesting I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to run into him when they're searching for the spirit of destiny somehow yeah. that's what I think is going to happen maybe I I don't I don't want Snart to be on the oh, team no. I want him to remain a figment because, really? like, we, we've had so much, like, development with Snart that he's he's not Legion of Doom material anymore. And the only way that they could actually pull that off is they have some kind of thing where they're like, oh, man, he doesn't remember who he is. And we convinced him that or, he's a bad guy. Or it's past Snart. Or yeah. it's, like, old Snart, where it's like they just pick him up from a point in the timeline where he is a villain, and then he'll just do a villain thing. Maybe. I mean, yeah. right? And then he'll be like, Rory, why are you with these guys? Because we should be doing the most profitable thing, and yet you're with hanging out with the Nerds. good guys. And so then Rory will have that conflict of like, oh, he's not like his past self, and now he's going up against his old friend. I like that. Yeah, Dave yeah. just wrote episode 11. You're <laughs> welcome. Send me <laughs> my check, please. <laughs> Gotta get those resis. Gotta get those res. <laughs> I got it since you brought up the Spear of Destiny, and uh, we'll go through the episode, but I did want to get some clarification, and I think you would know it. Like, when was the last time we heard about the Spear of Destiny in this universe? I, I don't know about in this universe. I always remember from the comic book, uh, especially with the JSA and the uh, All-Star Squadron comic book series, and there's right. always a reason why all, like Superman, the Spectre, all the big, myth, uh, big tough heroes couldn't uh -huh. attack Hitler because he had the Spear of Destiny. And so if you got too close, it would corrupt them. And turn them over to Hitler's side. So that's why right. they had a good convenient excuse, mm. comic book wise, why Superman, Green Lantern, Spectre, all those guys, Doctor Fate, couldn't ever attack Hitler and just stop the war in one second. Oh, I didn't realize mm. that was a thing. Yeah, that's a that's a funny little. Why didn't you go back in time and kill Hitler, or why was Hitler still around? I I remember. I was trying to remember, and maybe the chat can let us know. Was the Spear of Destiny what Savage had when we first met Savage? And that's what he was using to kind of be his big, I'm blowing up stuff with my big Spear of Destiny. And then it turned out to be, they got rid of it, they destroyed it somehow. Didn't oh, he oh, have yeah, like when, a big... When, uh, when he showed up uh, on Arrow uh, on the yeah. Yeah. Flash for the yeah. crossover, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for the first like crossover. I, cannot... I feel like it was a Spear of Destiny, but someone uh, who probably knows better on the chat, mm. please let us know. So we can correct ourselves and kind of... Yeah, because I think happening. that may have had to do... Because, you know, he then dies. Malcolm scoops up the ashes, and they right. never really explain that on that crossover. And I think... Right. Because yeah. this yeah. could lead to them going to that time period to get the Spear <clears throat> of Destiny, and then maybe they run into Snart yeah. during that time period where he's still a villain, 
and that could be how things kind of happen. Plus, mm. I yeah. mean, the Legion of Doom is just total squad goals, guys. Like, I yeah. can't believe you don't want to start to join. Like, that's a pretty team of cool guys, like, that you would play poker and drink scotch with. They're like, all too cool. <laughs> yeah. They're well, like the Heathers. They're just too yeah. cool. Mean it's girls. true. And their their dynamic is really... A, like, I love seeing them together. Right. Um, especially with the attitude and the kind of... Uh, what is the word pissing contest that you get vibe <laughs> that you get between um dark and the reverse flash yeah i feel like they're both trying to be the leader um even though we know that reverse Cla- flash could rock any of them right they're uh, like the villain version of buns of steel and ray <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're getting really good parallelism here yep. yeah yeah you know, i love that i also love uh so when we first when we first see them when they first show up they have a nice little back and forth, and then it's reverse flash says, and they just have a nice like little. I forget exactly what the joke is, but it's like, uh, oh, it's it's more like Christmas. Yeah. And then Dark's like, ooh, that looked what? good. I yeah, that's that. good. Mm-hmm. That was like a nice little like back and forth as they meet Capone. That's who, right. As as we get into the actual breaking down of this episode, <laughs> we do have an answer of sort oh, cool. of Mystic Lightning says it was the staff of Horus, so it was a staff. Staff of Horus, and then Shady Bear okay. says Constantine the movie had the Spear of Destiny, but Constantine the movie isn't connected to this universe right, it's in not any way. Keanu, Keanu yeah. is not going to be involved in no, this. No, Matt Ryan should be involved. Would in be awesome. every show. <laughs> yeah. so, like I mean, although Keanu Reeves is great, but I think they both yeah. should come. Yeah, like Keanu from Earth eight hundred and twenty. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, our own Ryan from Earth One is what we're calling it. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Earth Prime. Just made Earth my day. Queen. If they could make that happen. <laughs> to John Constantine. Okay, so that's where the spirit... Because I thought we've heard it in, already in something, and I couldn't decide if it was Constantine or something. Uh, well, after uh, Thawne and Dark prove their bona fides to Capone, they right. got to take care of his opposition and say, hey, you know, we're actually there to help you. And we cut away from that to uh, Nate and Ray as Ray's trying to calibrate his new suit, which I'm disappointed that it pretty much just... We got what we said before. I was like, man, if you're gonna take the, if you're gonna destroy it and then rebuild it and make that such a big thing for Ray and that kind of journey, it was gonna be tweaked and enhanced somehow, right? Or eliminated and just made more like the original comic version, right? You weren't here for the crossover too, where we were really talking about like how it's just the, it's the same suit, and we wanted it to be better, new. We wanted it to be something. I wanted to be spandex and a and a belt. Ah, that's all I needed. (laughs) That's all I want. And then there's... We know Brandon can pull off the spandex. Yeah, yeah. he can. Uh, and then the Steel's outfit, yeah. which is still like, every time I see him in it, I'm just like, you look... And I figured out what my big problem with it is. Okay, okay one, we realized last week that he looks just like Mega Man. <laughs> one. But also, it makes his arms look so tiny. It's like a big head, yes. big shoulders, and then these tiny little silver arms. And it's it's weird. I felt the mistake was to have his arms bare. Yes, that's what them. it is. Yes. And I think it's to like so silver up. But every time he does that, or steal up, which is like, ooh, he's stealing now. But every time he steals up in like normal clothes, he looks badass. But when he steals up in that outfit, it just looks it looks dumb. It looks like he just got filled up. That's it. Just looks like they filled him up with something. Yeah. Yeah. He's Magic Mega Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Magic Mike. And I, I like the Nate and Ray dynamic, but only to a point. Like uh, when it's like fun, kind of giving each other a hard time, but when it's just trying to like one up each other, like I'm the boss. No, I'm the boss. Then it gets a little bit of annoying. So a little goes a long way. It's cute. I don't know. I feel like it felt brotherly to me. And yeah. I know they said that. So I feel that way. (laughs) Sibling rivalry. Think of it that way. It's not anything more than siblings. (laughs) It's in my typewriter. (laughs) You're not paying attention to our slash fiction. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, buns of steel. I mean, I hope I hope that it keeps going because. We haven't had this kind of uh, bond yet, and and Ray mm-hmm. has always kind of felt like a character who he's really cheery, but he never feels like he has any deep, rich relationships. Even though like he was in a relationship, but it was like a dead end relationship. Mysterious relationship, yeah. Or which which well, of the dead end relationships has he been? All, all of them. Yeah. Every relationship <laughs> he's in is a dead end relationship, except for that faceless fiance he had once. That we, <laughs> she yeah. really was dead. So yeah, which which we kind of saw the back yeah. of her head in season one for some reason. It yep. was just it was important. I think they're kind of <laughs> still trying to keep that. As a viable option for the time traveling. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, 
So yep. we when with Capone, I was surprised with also how baby faced Capone is. Is that like a thing? Is yeah. Capone supposed to be baby faced all the time? I, I thought he was just more like more like of a rounded face. He looked more right. of like a hunky model type of Capone. I was like, oh, oh really? <laughs> I thought he looked like a weird looking Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah, he looked like Shia LaBeouf in a few years when he's gained some weight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to me, he was just like a doughy a doughy boy. <laughs> he's just like I wanted to squish his face, and he had, or he had that like. He looked like the uh, the bully who picked on you, but wasn't the head bully. He was like no. the sidekick to the good-looking yeah. guy. He but, was the yeah bully. Yeah. yeah, but I do like I do like the plot of this episode where they cause a major time disturbance and to attract the wave rider to show up because they want to get that amulet. I thought that was actually good momentum, and it had like a good feeling of why it's all happening and. I also felt like this episode was full of characters making choices that made sense rather than do stuff like, oh, let's split up Stein and Jax. Let's make sure they're not in the same vicinity. And when they do get split up, it's because the villain split them up, and you feel like that's for a reason. Yeah. So I kind of like seeing that in this episode. Yeah, and it's nice with Stein. I mean, it was, as we're talking about aberrations, of course, uh, the yes. Legion of Doom causes an aberration to get the Wave Rider back there, but Stein's wrestling with his aberration that he caused, telling his younger self to uh, pay more attention to Clarice. And now he's got his daughter, mm-hmm. Lily. And, of course, he's wants to get, as usual, as the modus operandi for the show. It's like everybody <sighs> has a secret, and they want to be hush-hush about it. When we always know that, why are we keeping secrets? What's right. the point of this? Just let's let just let's just tell it. Let's just say it. Uh, but eventually, at least Stein gets to it at the end of the episode. At least this took like one week. Yes, yeah. you know, at least it didn't take like three weeks later. Oh, I gotta tell you about old Barry and this cache of <laughs> weapons that we have. <laughs> yeah, but it's, so it's. I'm glad that was that was also something he's racking through, and that he's getting distracted by all these memories that keep like flocking into his head, which um, I think is good momentum and motivation for him. Yeah, because I can see why it's harder to want to go back and and change, uh, correct that timeline when all of a sudden you're being bombarded by memories and these connections right. with you have with this person. All of a sudden you develop those emotional attachments. Not yeah. that easy to go back and say, all right, now I'm just gonna just cut you out of my life. Right. Yeah. And we 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 talked about it a little bit last week, but like it bums me out every time that they say that she isn't real just because she's right. an aberration. Because like she is literally a physical human being. Right. Maybe she what didn't exist in his previous experiences because time travel is a really weird thing. But like once he has the memories, there's no difference between him experiencing those things and him like not just having those implanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right. just like John Diggle Jr. You know. It's real. Whether it was a flashpoint or Stein point or what, they're real now. Yeah. Stein point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was from last week. Hashtag Stein point. Biggest, <laughs> biggest <laughs> thing to happen in the DC universe yet. Stein point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but we find out, though, with the, uh, the aberration where Ness is taken out of the picture, Capone ends up, cha- history's changed, and Capone ends up running and becoming a politician. So they realize, right. oh, man. We have to go and at least step in and act as Ness and go get the ledger so we can still uh, convict Le- uh, Capone for tax evasion. Yeah, and I like all the back and forth Ness stuff, Untouchables references that. Uh, <laughs> the movie. Yeah, it just yeah. like Kevin Costner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was so funny. And it also shows the, how the different, where the different smarts lie. That makes sense. Between Ray <laughs> and, um, and Steel there, because it's, you, you get a sense of like, well, he's the historian, and you, you see him sh- shine as a historian. And you see Ray, who is a smart guy, not really knowing any of that trivia or history. So it, it was a good back and forth in that sense. Yeah, they have their own strengths, and, and that's why this uh, you know cool bro ship is working, is because yeah. they're both kind of nerdy, but in different ways, and then they have to use that to be to screw up time, yeah, pretty right. much. Yeah. yeah. What I liked about that was uh, when the Legends go and try to save Ness, we get to see Vixen Channel a power we haven't seen yet, which is a dolphin hopping in the water. That was nice. Yeah. I, I always like seeing like different uh, different powers like shine shine uh in, in each of the episodes <laughs> yeah. i don't know what's going on with me today but it was like during the crossover i was so sad you weren't here because we were all freaking out over the over uh, the heat wave one. actually oh. using oh the elephant yeah. but also uh heat wave actually not heat wave but firestorm using the transformation or the yeah. like change actually changing oh, transmutation something. transmutation yes. for once so it was good to see like a dolphin 
appear in Vixen's arsenal in this one, where she's usually just an elephant or something that hits bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that hits real good. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but I didn't realize, like, I think during the first season, we saw that Gideon like, had a tough time saving people's lives. So good, but this season, no. healing uh, massive brain damage... Doing a yeah. lot of great stuff, saving a lot of people this season for just like the little medical chair. And yeah. I'm so happy that Gideon has gotten sassier because this is something I mentioned to Tori before is that I wanted Gideon to be sassy like Siri and just start, you know, sexually harassing some of the legends. But, <laughs> but like, we're not there yet. Not we're there not yet. Oh, we're getting close. Like the burn on Mick was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think that she takes yeah. on the personality of whoever's captain. So yeah. she was really reserved in the first season, but now that Sarah's captain, she's all Mm-mm. out. She's ready to go. Right. <laughs> yeah, and we also get... <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> correct. And we also get uh, Rory is going through some stuff this episode. Yeah. Being, being kind of uh, wanting to stay inside and just drink and not wanting to leave the ship. And I, I feel like it's almost because, I don't know, do you think it, because he has a plan, he says, if we want to do this, we got to be bad guys. We can't try to be heroes and approach right. this. And I wonder if it's just like, guys, nobody's gonna, nobody wants to listen to my idea. I don't know how much of it was that. Or... Yeah, I think he's also just getting sick of playing the hero. Like, I think he has to kind of get a little bit of both. And uh, I think when he realized they could play the villain, they could play the criminal in this next, uh, in this episode, then he really embraced it and kind of took over. But besides that, he was very, like, I don't know, he was broody. Yeah. A little bit. I, I think he definitely feels like he's not really part of the team. Like, he likes everyone. Right. But, like, everyone around him is very much high on the moral scale. And they're doing stuff that he doesn't really enjoy. He's just there because they're the only family he has, especially now that Snart's gone. Right. Um, I'm surprised he didn't go straight to a speakeasy. <laughs> like like he did in the old west, he just went straight to a saloon and just yeah, true. I felt like he would just go there, but maybe he just doesn't realize how fun those could be, <laughs> or also he didn't know where to find them because they did go to one speakeasy, but it turns out it they had made it all clean because they knew they were gonna get there, yeah, so it was all just a, a soda a soda jerk away it was now, all soda jerking oh boy. Now, do we think Snart's appearances in this episode? Soda jerk seems off. To... <laughs> okay, continue. Where it's just a uh, like a manifestation of Rory's kind of reluctance about being a hero all the time. Do we think it's just merely that? And if it kept on doing that for the rest of the season, would you be right. satisfied to see Snart used in that sort of uh, execution, or do you want to oh, no. see the real Snart actually coming back into play? I'd rather he be the real Snart than uh, Jimmy Criminal. There, his. <laughs> Criminal conscience to be his guide. Right. Well, you wanted him to stay kind of that Jimmy criminal. I want him to be that way for maybe like a couple episodes. And so we can have whatever arc they're trying to set up for Mick, whether it be like, I'm going to be a criminal again, or it be that we do have Snart popping out of his belly and he becomes a fresh and new. Like, I don't want it to be a forever thing. He gives birth to Snart. Yeah. Please keep Mm -hmm. that image in your head. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's also a chance that it is... I, I like mind control. So <laughs> there's a chance that it could be a, a, a third party who is trying to infiltrate the team through um, Mick's mind, him being potentially the easiest to manipulate. Right. Um, I doubt that that's the case, but like, I want it to be something of, uh, something of consequence. I don't want it just to be like someone who's sad and seeing their friend. Because uh, you can yeah. listen to old voice messages for that. Right. <laughs> well, I'm almost wondering if they have recruited Snart already, and they're just using him to... He's he's somewhere just beaming these messages into Rory's head somewhere. <laughs> just sitting in a room. Hey. Hey, Rory. <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? What you doing right now? That'd actually be really cool. Yeah. Like, if we go back to those scenes and we just see, like, the reverse flash popping him in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, well, we have uh, Ray and Nate trying to get uh, the feds to come with them to go and crash the speakeasy. We've got Sarah, Jackson, and Stein inside the speakeasy, kind of just sc- uh, scouting the place. And then we get the speedster, as they refer to him, which I still feel like weird at this point to be calling him the speedster. You're in Gideon, who's got access to all these time records. Why are you referring to him just as a speedster? You don't say, who's this guy really? What's his real name? <laughs> oh, yeah. Can we just ask him that? Well, is he known as the reverse flash in history somewhere, or has he always been kind of secret? 
Like, would, is he in the? Is he known in the future as Reverse Flash? He is known in the. Well, yeah, I think so. And especially think, if you, if Gideon's got access to, I would imagine records from this uh, current right. uh, twenty sixteen forwards into the future that. Some way, somehow, they would know that. Oh yeah, this is Yobarthon. Right, and probably yeah. secret Barry files at least. Right, they got a secret recording. Come on, they got to have right. more than that. Yeah, yeah so I feel like they keep calling him the Speedster. I'm like, come on, guys, what's up? Well, with this? I mean, but it could. Since knowing this universe, it could literally, as far as they know, be one of the millions of Speedsters that exist. True. Um, I mean, you know, we have the rival, we have the verse Flash, we have Zoom, we have Barry. It could be another version of Barry. We have Kid Flash. Like, it, we have all these speedsters. So, like, wouldn't there's that, no conclusive. Wouldn't yeah. that have been cool though if they asked Gideon, like, who is the speedster? And she's like, there are so many that it could be, <laughs> and starts to list them. And then maybe we hear a couple we haven't seen yet. Uh huh. That would oh. be kind of cool. Uh, and then yeah. a nice time lapse as hours pass by, and they're all kind of shifting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah got it. Got okay, it. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Sorry we asked Gideon. All right. Speedster it is. Oof. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Thawne kidnaps Sarah and Stein. And I do like the idea of, like, hey, probably one of the smartest things to do is to separate Jackson Stein. Yes. Jackson Stein and also to kidnap the leader of the group, which is Sarah. And also we find out the reason why she was kidnapped specifically was so Merlin can have a talk with her and try to uh, appeal to her, you want to change history, you want your family back. Side and maybe that's the way they can get the amulet by saying that's the reason they want to get the amulet. And I thought there was a nice character growth moment for Sarah because certainly at the beginning of the season she was just had such a blind spot to Dark. He would show up and that's all she wanted to do was just wipe him right. out. Mm-hmm. To her to have a, to have that chance to be offered to go back and rewrite her own personal history, have Laurel still be alive, never have been on the uh, on the Queen's ship, go be stranded on that island, have everything happen to her, uh, and she rejects that idea. Yeah, yeah. it made me think of. For all these time travelers, their timing was terrible. If they had done this a week earlier, (laughs) Sarah would have been all about it. But she just had her, like, it's a wonderful life moment. And so she's like, I've done this. Don't worry about it. I'm past that point. Right. Yeah, because of that Arrow episode, right? Yeah. Where it's, like, the best of. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I'm I'm also glad Merlin took the time to be like, oh, this is why you should hate me. (laughs) <laughs> like yes. in the conversation <laughs> and uh, I also liked his one glove his one yeah. glove that he had yeah Rather in Chicago you could have you could have worn two and then it wouldn't have looked so weird man yeah it's yeah. probably cold yeah. everyone's wearing coats you got a jacket on <laughs> just wear two gloves dude <laughs> like you don't have to wear just he's Michael Jackson it back in the, the 1920s he doesn't like barriers between his skin and other mm. objects he's right. a very tactile person <laughs> right except for that one hand that's not tactile at all anymore yeah. Yes, that's true. Yes, but not his choice. No. Yeah, <laughs> not his choice. You don't have to be sad. That episode makes me that's sad too. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, Amanda Millman uh, wants to know what timeline Merlin was taken from because of the hand situation and all, all of what he said to Sarah. This Merlin is from the present time. Yes. So yeah. I think so. When's the last time we saw Merlin? Does anyone remember the season finale? Last year, you're from the. Are you from the Arrow? Yeah, I mean, the last yeah. Time? technically, the last time we saw Merlin was last episode, right? Well, uh, come, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the last time we saw real Merlin was, I would say, the the season finale. He hasn't been very present this season, mostly because we've been dealing with. Another dark archer, and he's not really part of that. It'd be yeah. confusing. Yeah. They have the same outfit, right? Yeah, uh, you know, and, and it'd so, be also disappointing if it turned out to be Merlin. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what? Yeah. Um, they both showed up in the season premiere and were like, "Oh, sorry, we're wearing the same thing." And the Merlin decided to leave, and Prometheus kept going because <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. he showed up. One yeah. of us is going to have to leave. Yeah. Ooh, embarrassing. Uh. Ooh. Yeah, but okay. he hasn't stopped in uh, this season, really. Yeah, it's good to have him back. Uh, yeah. I am curious to see what he brings to the group and we did see a little bit of that when uh when he fights Sarah yes. on the Wave Rider cuz uh, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he also had the plan of distracting them with that aberration of kidnapping Ness and, and taking him out right he is a former Ra's al Ghul so i think hmm. when it comes to strategy he's probably the strongest amongst them i would think so yeah even compared to dark i think he's a better strategic person cuz dark's more of a a crazy, you know, yeah. wild card than Malcolm because Malcolm, you know, he and he plays both sides. He's pretty smart about that. Right. So, but it was funny for Reverse Flash to give him the old Oliver Byrne, like, huh, you're not just a pretty face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, and I feel like when Sarah rejects Malcolm's idea and leaves, uh, Mal- Malcolm leaves, that Stein says, wow, you really turned that down. And to see Sarah acknowledge Stein is like a, a mentor figure to her. Yeah, that was nice. I didn't quite understand it, though, because I never saw Stein ever do something like that. Well, he gave her that, well, no, but he gave her that dressing down after she had gone after Dark so many times. And right. you were the leader, you need to step up, you got to put yourself, your selfish goals... And think oh, of the bigger picture. Good. So it's actually the show remembering previous episodes. Yeah. Yes. Actually having character builds throughout <laughs> different episodes, which is great to see because first season wasn't really like that. Had a lot of like one episode jumps <laughs> of right. like characters. So yeah, and that's that's what I like seeing in this. And and Sarah continues to be a great uh great leader in that so I'm curious to see where the future episodes are gonna go yes now that maybe Rip might be coming back <laughs> <laughs> well as somebody who's been watching this uh, the season but has been on the panel with this uh, what are your mm-hmm. feelings about the way the show's been without Rip in the picture Tori um, I feel like it allowed uh, I like Rip I'm gonna start by saying that um, oh but I feel like him not being there really allowed the other characters to blossom because they had to figure out their place um, in the first season Everything was very much driven by Rip's, his revenge quest. And uh, so all the storylines and everything that everyone did was either in relation to him or in relation to something that he did that they had to fix or that they were screwing up for him. And in his absence, everyone had to figure out why they were on the team. And you got to explore that aspect and they all got to grow as characters. And also, um, I feel like... Uh, the writing is a lot more linear in this in this season, kind of like what you were saying. Yeah, and so it allows us to really kind of have these character arcs, whereas last season was very much about kind of like pushing through the story plot points. Right, and this season we also get like figuring out what the Legion is doing every single episode, which yeah. is kind of nice. It's kind of nice to have this reveal, and now we know that they're after the Spear of Destiny. So now it's going to be about the Spear of Destiny, and that they have to get Rip in order to get the Spear of Destiny which means Rip's coming back. Um, and they're already shipping you with Rip, uh, Tori. Uh, Liam oh. Harold says Tarip. Tarip. I yeah. like that. <laughs> right? I'm into it. Arthur Darville is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> but Especially with that British mullet. Rip, not American Rip. Oh, he yeah. looks gross. <laughs> you don't like a mullet? <laughs> no. <laughs> and that facial hair. That was not a bad. It was a little rough. I'm just wondering, though, with so much character growth and the way they've kind of established, reestablished themselves and kind of redefined themselves within the team yeah. without Rip, to have Rip back in and wonder, like, what is his place, really? And what does that do if he with the other characters? Do they kind of just take a step back into more familiar roles that they did the first season with Rip in back on the Wave Rider? I don't well, know if I'm that jazzed about that prospect. You know either. what I'm hoping that they're doing here? Because, okay, we should talk a little bit about what the what we see a little bit of Rip doing, which is he's American for some reason. He's He seems to be directing a film or a TV show. He's Spielberg. Yeah, in the 60s about Rip Hunter. Yeah. It seems to be about Rip Hunter. So he's kind of fictionalized his past. So what I'm wondering is if he totally forgets himself, he has amnesia, he doesn't know who he is, and the only way he's processing who he is is through this fictional character he's created. Fictional yeah. character. Or, I'm wondering if it's very much like a uh, like a Doctor Who thing where they had the, uh, the time yes. lapse where you purposely wipe your identity because you, have, you know, I mean, just think that person has such a rich knowledge of his of time right. that he's a valuable target for anybody. So if he doesn't remember... He's hidden throughout history somewhere. He doesn't even know who he is. This show would yeah. never steal from out. Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> Not never. If they Not were once. to. If we could get Merlin as bisexual, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> right. There yeah. was that strange moment in this episode where Merlin was like, you could find a good boy, boy or, or a girl. girl. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's a lot of venom on there. <laughs> we, we already have uh, people on Twitter uh, shipping Obsidian uh, and Merlin. Yeah, and as I Lex said, we're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call it? Like Merlidian? Yeah, something like I that. Okay, so. fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, so yeah, so I'm. I'm. If he comes, what I was trying to say actually is that if he comes back into the crew, not knowing who he is, that actually gives the character more time to grow and more time to kind of fit in with the crew because he's trying to remember who he is and 
maybe it gives him time to kind of change his uh, role in the group, which might be good. True, because we, unlike the other characters who have had a chance to kind of redefine themselves without having the the weight of the Vandal Savage kind of story arc, yeah, Rip never really had that since he was taken away right out of the season premiere. So right. we've never had a chance to see what his career path to uh, character path would be without Vandal Savage in the picture. Yeah, right. So um, I'm going to ask a dumb, uninformed question. Do mm-hmm. it. Go ahead. I mean, those are our favorite questions. Um, do is. Rip back for the rest of the second half of the season, or does he have a limited run this next season? As far as I know from the article where I was reading that he wasn't in the beginning part because he was doing that third season of Broadchurch, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that it seems like he's going to be in for the rest of the season. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I had imagined if he was, if it was a short run, it would be great for him to see how much they've grown. Like, he, he gets his memories back, like with the Doctor Who watch, yeah. um, and then sees that they don't really need him anymore. And kind of goes off and lives in the West with uh, Jonah. With Jonah. Yeah, that, that was what we wanted. <laughs> um, so I mean, I just I feel like he is he's he basically Obi Waned himself at the beginning of the season. So I don't need him to be a, a constant presence. I just need him to pop in every so often and be like, "Hey, use the Force," and then like he leaves. You know, <laughs> right. go to Dagobah. See hey. you later. You know, <laughs> hey, look at my gun. Cool. Hey. Bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That actually, yeah, that would be cool, cool to see. Uh, speaking of guns, people holding them up there, uh, when they realize that, that they have to cap, re, uh, uh, save Stein and Sarah, uh, Rory finally says, that we got to do this like criminals, guys. you got to stop thinking like yeah, heroes. Right. So uh, I like how he, uh, they, they, they commandeer one of Capone's vehicles. Uh, I like how he calls himself Clyde and then Vixen's Bonnie. Yeah, that yeah. was cute. <laughs> and wants to just get rid of Nate and, uh, Nate and Ray. They're like, they're, we're right here. Right. That, was, <laughs> that was really good writing. That was really yeah. funny, guys. That was a good setup. I don't, I get, I'm like such a fan of the show, and I've also seen it kind of grow, that I get these proud papa moments mm-hmm. when they're just like, hey, good writing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny joke because mm-hmm. I've seen them do some really bad jokes on this show and it was nice to see something that was like they they just ruined us and they're like we're standing right, right here. here. That was, some, that was yeah. really strong. <laughs> so our legends are able to save Stein and Sarah. At least we right. think it's Stein. But when we get back to the Wave Rider we find out that Thawne is kind of taking the place of Stein so he can get on board the Wave Rider and find the amulet. Yeah, and I do like that scene of Jack seeing it on the monitor of uh, Thawne in the library, just racing around, yeah, looking for everything. I was realized that, uh oh, we've got a speedster on board. Yes, that was my favorite. That was probably this whole sequence with with Thawne as uh, Stein was probably my favorite sequence of the show, minus all the punchy punchy fight stuff because that's my favorite. <laughs> but like, just the idea of one them bringing back a Thawne device from season two of the Flash, right? Um, and then him using that to to infiltrate was genius. Yeah. Uh, and then just seeing Stein being a speedster and being evil was really, I imagine, fun for that actor. Um, but a, a different side that we haven't seen, which is really uh, interesting. Yeah, he's a, and that's like a that's a, like a fun power that we forgot he kind of has that he's done before, because that's I it was nice to see again. The same exact thing you just said. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We agree! Yeah. Speaking of the writing of this episode, since you loved it so much, right. Amanda Millman wanted to point out that Sarah Nicole Jones helped write this one, and they love her episodes. So, oh, yeah. great! Yeah. That must be why. Yeah. There you go. Uh, our goal is to have her back on the show again sometime this season, so right. we can... Uh, so Dave can just uh, shower her with praise in person. Yes, mm-hmm. just all the praise. She, she's our she's our rip that's, that's coming back. <laughs> Uh, and finally, we figure out if you have a, a speedster as your opposition and you don't have a flash on your side, uh, Jax realizes in the armory, the secret armory that Rip had stashed away, there is a gun that can handle a speedster. Right. And what I don't like is the fact that you're just not constantly firing that at Dawn. Just constantly. Never stop well, firing that yeah. at him. Never. No. Just just like. <laughs> they shoot it once and they're push like, the button over we're, we're going to hold out and see <laughs> yeah. if he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Guys, I'm well, a maybe, speedster. Maybe yeah. it needs some charge up time. You know, yeah, it's kind of a shotgun. Then you, you, like, you get a regular gun and you get the speedster gun. You shoot him, right. you slow him down, you shoot Shoot him in the leg. Yes. <laughs> Stab him in the throat. Yes. Also, I yes, that's very smart. But I also think that they're acting on instinct. And what I like to see in this episode was Thon made sure to use that time to be all super villainy and insult them to catch them off their guard in order to recover. So I felt like Thon was using that really well. Like it was it was nice to see him 
like that that was a good use of banter because I felt like it had a it had a point. Yes, it didn't you were feel there like when I called Mr. Rex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you know, it was it was so he can recover and then like and then speed around and they're like, Oh, I'm angry now. You know, and yeah. it's, it made sense in the writing wise, which is kinda why I liked it still. Yeah. But he was so polite when he described Rex Tyler with throwing the yeah. mister in there. I was like, Well, all right, that's very that's very <laughs> yeah, polite of you. Oh, he respects yeah. him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, and Rory has the idea, so we can't try to stop this guy again like a hero. We gotta think like a crook. Especially Vixen has the idea, like, think like a crook. How will we stop this right. guy? Uh, and they do a little, uh, little rope, like, a little psych out with them. They get the box, but the amulet is not inside the box. Right. Mm. Uh, and again, but of course, Vixen just stops with that one shot. Just, just stands there for a long time. Just like, keep yeah. shooting. Just keep shooting. <laughs> and I like, I like how it kind of, it had a nice, it had a lot of nice action in this episode. Everyone got to kind of show off their powers here and there. We got a nice ninja fight. We got some good steel moments. We got we got a nice Ray being tiny. Yes. And then yeah. all of a sudden being big because he's on the shoulder of Jax. That was a great moment. And that was another time that we don't... Everyone forgets that the Atom is supposed to shrink all the time. Yeah. And that's supposed to be his power. And he's not just Iron Man. <laughs> so it was... That was good to see. It had, it had a lot of fun action in this episode. And um, and then I guess it built up until they. What did they do with the amulet? The the crux was uh, Malcolm was uh, had the knife to his throat by Sarah and uh, says right. where's Stein and says oh if you want to know where he is we need something in return yeah so she gives him the amulet to get Stein's location which was kind of a surprise yeah. with how kind of anticlimactic that felt but yeah. in a good yeah. way. Uh, I thought it would have been sweet if she would have just slit him and been like we all know where Al Capone goes yeah. Let's yeah. Go. <laughs> Oh, right, duh. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess that might tarnish her uh, reputation as a hero. Right. And in my eyes, because I love Malcolm, I think he's one of the coolest characters. (laughs) And it also showed that she's willing to kind of sacrifice kind of possibly the bigger picture to help save a member of the family. Yeah, I did like her speech. Yeah, with uh, Stein. It's like, I couldn't say uh, some fa- well, we're a family. Some things are more important than history. You can't, I couldn't save Laurel, but I could protect this family. Yeah, which is nice. Do you think Malcolm's become more of a wuss, though, since he's lost that hand? Yeah, I, I really don't like that part. It's like, Malcolm is a badass, guys. Uh, let's not make him this wuss. Like, oh no, I'm scared. No. That, no Was he ever scared in this episode? Yeah, no, but he's just like, oh wait, I'm going to be a weasel more than anything. Huh, yeah, yeah I mean, gets... he's also, he's hanging out with two really big badasses. So, yeah. it's he's going to seem like the weaker badass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you could think of it equivalent to Oliver hanging out with all the metahumans as well. He just, right. You know, they certainly can outclass well, him. Well, that's, that's yeah. different because there's like, there, then you have all the dwarves and he's just the grumpy one. <laughs> 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 you know, that's, that feels, that's what it feels like in that team up. But this he's one, emo dwarf. <laughs> yeah, but this one, they're all kind of like these badasses with these world changing ideas that they want to change the world for the better in evil ways. And so you have. Merlin's got to step up a little in the in the broodiness, or he's just got to show off. Yeah, he needs abilities. to blow up a right. bunch of poor people again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I his mean, best is. Yeah. I hope he kind of steps up as leader a bit, or yeah. at least as the strategy guy, because I think that's where he's going to shine the most. Yeah, he's going to lead those two in their fun banter. Right. Well, we find out when they get the amulet, they realize the two amulets that they have aren't two separate ones, but uh, pieces that fit together to make a. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a huge amulet that shows a, a, a compass to reveal where the spirit of destiny is. Right. And the idea is they want to rewrite history itself. So I, I could see why Dark would want to be involved, because certainly knowing after Sarah told him what his future is, he would want to definitely change that. I, is Thawne's objective just, uh, is Malcolm's why just want to, he wants to keep his hand? That's that is simple. I just want to lose my hand. Yeah. But then Thawne, is it to uh, eliminate Barry somehow so that he can still... Have his powers, but Barry's not in the picture. I don't understand what right. Thawne's endgame is. I mean, they want to create their own world, which I think I think it's kind of like, okay, we'll all have a little piece of this world where I'll have what I wanted with a new, a new start. Probably like Merlin wants to do everything he wanted to do at, at like, what, season two, three of Arrow at the end of it? Yeah. And then Dark One will have everything he wanted to do at the end of the last season of Arrow. 
and Thawne will have everything he wanted at the end of season one of Flash. You Which know, is just going home. Yeah. I just want to go home. I think he wants <laughs> yeah. to be able to be home and also have Flash never be like a problem. They have their little vision boards of what they want in their life. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. And Malcolm is just pictures yeah. of his hand. Yeah. Like, Shots like holding a cup and somebody. Like, oh, I miss you, yeah. man. I miss you so much. Just, just caressing his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh. <laughs> and just listening to my hands are small, I know, but they're. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and as we talked about Rip Hunter already, we realized that the, the Legion of Doom, they're, to make this work, their next step is they have to find Captain Rip Hunter somewhere who's right. lost in time, which we know is 1967 Los Angeles. Yes. Yeah. So what's, uh, yeah, we're going to see, we're going to see director Rip and see what type of <laughs> pictures he's making and why is he American? Looking good. Right. So. First eight episodes of this season. How are you guys liking Ward's heading this season as opposed to our free season? You happy with the trajectory so far? Yeah, to me, um, this season of Legends of Tomorrow just gives me hope. Because it is just so fun and just so ridiculous. I just want more. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I feel like we now have very formidable bad guys, which is what makes any... Thing good is having a, a, a great antagonist or group of antagonists. Mm-hmm. Um, and so last season, I felt like I didn't feel as menaced by uh, Vandal, mostly because his goal was to have sex with a girl and uh, do other stuff. Yeah. Um, but Evil like, casseroles. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but these guys, they are essentially ripping apart the fabric of time. And I feel like it's building to something that is is quite, like, universe-shattering, which I think is a good amount of stakes. Um, So I love that we're finally having this group with a team that can oppose them on equal ground. Yeah, I agree. It feels like it has a build. It feels like it has a point, and it knows where it's going, and it doesn't feel like it's treading water like last season, which was my biggest complaint with last season. So it's... I'm enjoying it a lot. I think I keep saying that, so it's great. Because I think that one of the bigger corrections that they did for the better of the show was they didn't make everything tied into the Legion of Doom plot. With the idea of them just uh, defending the universe against time aberrations, they could do a lot of one-off episodes, like the Civil War episode and stuff like that. That doesn't tie into the Legion of Doom plot, but still has them doing their objective, their their objective, what they're supposed to be doing as yeah. times protectors. Yeah. And the Legion of Doom was secret, and it wasn't like with Vandal Savage, we knew what he was doing, we knew the end game, so it made it so it's just like getting to him felt like it was just treading water. It just felt like it was taking a long time to get to him. Yeah. So that's what I really like about this season, and all the characters are super strong and developed and strong, and you have they have a great cast. Yeah. And Steele was a great addition. He's like the historian time police guy. He's great. Yeah, yeah he's not just a pretty face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I know last season we had our, our, our quibbles with some of the cast, especially like the Hawks. Yeah. Uh, and maybe Rip to a lesser extent, too, because they were so heavily tied into the Vandal Savage arc that it just made hard, especially with Kendra and Ray, things like that. You're trying to ship them. They were just, yeah. just very difficult characters to work into the plot. This season they seem to really correct that with Nate and Vixen. They really fit well into the, the team mm-hmm. and the dynamic of the show. Would you want to see these characters continue throughout the rest of the season? Would you want to see anybody replaced, possibly? Or just or just add more people to the pot? I mean, I feel like they work well as a team, and I want to kind yeah. of continue with this team, because it's it's everyone has a good motivation. I could see Vixen, at the end of this season, kind of feeling fulfilled and that her story is done. Like, she'll get her justice from Reverse Flash, and she's the one character I can see kind of leaving, and then, you know... and everyone else kind of continues but i also like i i think ray always needs a bit more and right now he feels fulfilling because he gets to bro out with steel yeah so i i want to see where they go with him and maybe they fix his costume and but he had a good arc with trying to figure out who he is this this season so what do you guys think um i like the team uh i i agree that vixen will probably be heading out um i mean if i were to replace anyone it would probably be Stein for a little while. Not forever. Um, but I feel like he uh, he he is a kind of a mentor character, but like he he's, his purpose is still kind of in flux. Right. Um, and I, I mostly, because I also just want to replace him with 
Cisco because I loved <laughs> yeah. having Cisco last <laughs> really? week interacting with Sarah. Yeah. Um, which will never happen, but I will never say never, Tari. Yeah. Um, but I would also like to add some of the ancillary characters that they've been kind of playing with in the other shows. Like, we have Vigilante, we have um, uh, Human Target, we have uh, one other character whom I do not... Oh, Constantine. Yeah. Um, So I would love if we got a little bit more of them. We don't have to switch them out, um, per se, but, like, just kind of add on an episode, like a one-off for funsies. Right. Yeah, because you bring up Constantine, and, you know, that's my favorite subject, because uh, Gun Poison 676 brought up the Spear of Destiny. It sounds like they could use some help from John Constantine. And like you say, I like the team as it is. I do see Vixen possibly being the character to leave um, at the end of the season, but, I mean, I like her dynamic with Rory. It's really interesting. Right. And to me, Stein's arc this year is way better than I've ever seen him, the daughter uh, thing, but that's why I could possibly see him going to deal with that and then that may be the time for the one-offs like with human target vigilante constantine because yeah human target and vigilante just need to be used more those guys are awesome yeah 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 they should have their own show. i yeah. think with the because uh, i like the idea of showing more one-offs especially where the show where you can travel the the width and breadth of the dc universe mm-hmm. uh but i always feel like if you're gonna do that i would like them to use just maybe a smaller amount of the core cast in there to give that right. guest star time to shine because i feel like jonah hex such a great character, but never been used to his real full potential in both of his appearances. Yeah. yeah, no. And I mean, that was also like, I don't think they wrote Jonah Hex as well as they could. Yeah, and I think that's when you have to service all those other characters in the same right. episode, too. So maybe if you limited the number of people involved, it gives you a little bit more. Constantine chance. would be great because I think they could use a real magic. A real magic man on the yeah. show. Or... I know, because Malcolm's just not that magical anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and also you just need to have uh, a magic person on the team. It's, it, yeah. it rounds off the team because you have a ninja, a sci-fi guy, a meta-type mm-hmm. person. You have a criminal, and so you could use a magic person, yeah. which Vixen kind of is, but is more of... It's more of just a tool to to kick good. Exactly. She's the closest thing they have, but we need real magic. Like, say, Ragman is added to Arrow and stuff. Yeah. Right. And he's just adorable, too. And the thing I do like about Vixen is that she is from a different time period. And that's always the thing that frustrates me sometimes about time travel shows is it's usually just from whatever time period that they're set in. That's where the whole main cast is. Like, you yeah. have the chance to go through all the time. Why not recruit? You know, there's never like a guy from the far future or the distant past. Yeah, which uh, they could do on this show. Yeah. So and so it was nice to have Vixen. Or we could have Space Cabby hmm. from the far DC future. He could be driving the Wave Rider. Why not have DC? Space Cabby, <laughs> Space Cabby. Space I have no idea yeah. who Space Cabby is. Uh, ju- uh, Justice League Action debuting, I think, next week on Cartoon Network. Uh, it's like 11 minute kind of almost like uh, Teen Titans Go, but with more of it towards a Justice League Unlimited bent. Cool. Uh, okay. Space Cabby is going to be a, a featured player on there. Uh, voice over Pat Oswald. So. Oh, nice. I love that. Yes. Nice. So uh, you can uh, see that. One thing, uh, what you were talking about Vixen that I liked from this episode is that she, when she was in the 20s, she was kind of, I always wanted to visit the 20s because this is where, like, my my grandma or, or mom, mom comes from, yeah. where my mom comes from, and always, and I thought that was great. I that thought was that a was, nice little ad, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like how we're nostalgic for our parents' times, and in Back to the Future, they're nostalgic for, like, that other time, so it's it's nice to have her kind of... Yeah, we'll have that well, especially it's something not You're that shaking. far removed. <laughs> Sorry, no, you're not yeah. buying that. Nah, I think I'm, I think I'm good in the, in this time. I think we're good. I think I think my I parents are good. <laughs> I just mean <laughs> very true, uh, but I just mean the like, hey, I, I get to visit Chicago and kind of be around where, yeah, yeah. So it's almost like saying like uh, being uh, uh, us wanting right now to go. Man, I wish we were growing up in the eighties. Like, because my parents got to grow up in the eighties, and that was really cool. Just that sense of because the 20s is very close to 1940, uh, where mm. she comes from, so right. it's more like seeing like where her mom kind of grew up to wish she, like, oh, that'd be cool to see where my mom is a young person growing up at that time. I think yeah. I want to visit the 80s, I don't think I would want to live <laughs> my yeah. Zumbas, man. No, I think I'm good, I think I'm good with my <laughs> cell phone, you know. No, like, really, no, yeah. Super Bowl shuffle, Dave, yeah, no? okay, parachute pants, bro, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, parachute pants. 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 Oh, right <laughs> yeah, you know, parachute yeah. pants never went out of style. Yeah. I'd be pleased. <laughs> <laughs> Members only, they're still around. Yeah, they got bigger pockets, Tari. You get the program. <laughs> yeah. oh, yes, you are correct. So as we get ready to wrap up our look, ba- uh, look at the winter finale, why don't we do a few predictions of what we hope to see when the show comes back January 24th on its new day and time. You're out. 
Tuesday nights, nine o'clock, right after the Flash. Oh right, Tuesday. Ooh. What is it? What what day? January twenty fourth. Okay. So we got uh, over a month. To, uh, just uh, see, uh, you know, make our predictions, and then we'll see. We have six weeks or so to kind of figure out how right. correct we were. Lucretia. Well, um, Jonathan Dimming brought this up in the chat earlier, and since I love mentioning the character of Sidney Palmer, I'm just going to go out and say it. Is he said that Sidney becomes evil uh, later because of Ray and Nate's throwing out uh, because uh, Buns of Steel replaces him. That's what happens with Sidney Palmer, uh. and I really hope that they revisit that somehow. Oh yeah. man! Almost like a like a, a take on the identity crisis, where she starts shrinking down small and walks uh, in Nate's brain and kills her, kills him. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's sure. great. It's a dark That'd be tale. Nice. Dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything insanely good. Um, I mean, we even take mediocre. Yeah. Yeah, okay. We'll take All right, yeah. guys. <laughs> I think that Vixen is going to use her powers. <laughs> um, uh-huh, guys, uh-huh. and I think that what animal do you Vixen think she'll turn into? Will meet. Our vixen from our timeline, mm. and then it'll be a vixen off. Mm. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think that that's it. I think that's <laughs> it. <laughs> left on a high note. <laughs> I, I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get real snart at some point. Real snart, real quick. <laughs> uh, and I don't quite know when, but I think it'll be probably two episodes from now. We're gonna get snart. That's my guess. And I think next episode is going to be all about Rip and finding out what he's doing and why he's being Jack of Fables right now in, uh, during that time period. So I, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I've been, I've been enjoying the ride so far, so I want to see where they keep going with it. I have a feeling, and I hope, that we get to see a, uh, more of the Legion of Doom played out, more of a, like a Legion of Doom-centric episode. I'd love to see how everything's operating from that perspective. Right. And I get a feeling, uh, as much as I've enjoyed the one-offs, I have an idea that those are probably going to start to drop away a little bit as yes. we get closer and closer to the season finale, and it's going to get really serialized, which could be a lot of fun to see everything kind of build up to the season finale. Yeah, especially since we know their motivation now. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's going to be about, like, finding Rip and then finding the one thing to find the the Spear of Destiny. And once they find the Spear of Destiny, they probably have to spear something. Yeah. So <laughs> what are they going to spear with the Spear of Destiny? So, oh, so many I had a, a thought of, as far as what the Spear of Destiny does. And I think that is what's going to keep them from being uh, absorbed into the new timelines they're created. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. it'll allow them to keep their memories oh, as cool. opposed to, uh, you know, destroying reality and, and uh, losing all of what they had before. Right. Ah, interesting. Almost like, you know, preventing like what happened to Stein, where he's getting his memories kind of rewritten with, his, mm. uh, with Lily. Yes. Yeah. You're right. When the, you bring up the Spear of Destiny, I automatically think of Spectre. So yeah. I really hope... It would be great if we get Spectre. There was oh, someone in the chat talking about it, too. Spectre or Dr. Fate, somebody. From, oh, yeah. man. Oh. Spectre would be, would cool. be yeah. amazing and also weird as hell oh, yeah. in these. If it's all of a sudden just like, oh, yeah, my power is the wrath of God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, cool, cool. I have a flame gun. Yeah. I shrink. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I shrink. I turn into steel. Well, I've got the power of God, guys. Wrath of God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is going to do it for this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show, folks. We're going to be taking a little break there while the show is on a winter hiatus, but uh, we'll be back January 24th, uh, as well as Legends of Tomorrow. We'll be back at 9 o'clock p.m. Uh, Tuesday nights right after The Flash. So yeah. we'll be back then uh, documenting the second part of the season leading up to this big season finale. So, folks, of course, you can always like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Please, Lex Michael needs them. Look at him. He's wasting away. Just imagine him just emaciated back at home, just you know, Ugh. looking in the, looking at his cup, waiting for those five stars. We're to appear. talking like <laughs> Alec Baldwin and Beetlejuice, like act end of act two yes. right now. <laughs> you know, getting ugly. So you've got till January twenty fourth to kind of resurrect yeah. Lex Michael <laughs> so we can get him back here on the panel. Uh, but also subscribe Resurrects to the YouTube Michael. channel. Yes, yeah. and thanks everybody for hopping in the chat, sharing your thoughts about this episode and the series in general. <laughs> and if you want to continue the conversation with us even after we're off uh, off the air tonight, and during that long winter hiatus, Lucretia, where can they find you? You guys can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N, anywhere on the internet, since there is only one. You can find me at Tari J, T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. And you can find me at <laughs> M-R Dave Child, or DaveChild.com, because there is only me, I'm Dave Child. 
<laughs> and uh, special thanks. Thank you so much for sitting in with us. Yeah. There. Oh Showing no, thank you for having just me. Just so much better than Lex. Yes, uh, just that's Lex why I'm Lex. here. <laughs> keep those stars down so I can keep coming back. No, 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 no. Just kidding. <laughs> You finally elevated the discourse on the show. Like we yeah. so desperately need it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm Frank Brand. You can follow me at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, we'll see you January 24th right back here on AfterBuzz for the Legends Tomorrow After Show. Have a great holiday, folks. We'll see you in January. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Hashtag Frank. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.